passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is your post-daily news show for Friday, January the 28th. I am John Pollock, and he is waiting as we are heading into Royal Rumble weekend. We will have a Royal Rumble preview on today's show among the many topics we have to discuss. Hello, Way, and welcome to Friday. Thank you very much, John. Uh, happy to be here. Welcome, everybody, in the Zoom or <laughs> In the YouTube room, in the in the Twitter platform, in the Facebook platform, and those of you listening on the post wrestling feed, we do this every single weekday, one o'clock Eastern time. And uh, yeah, if you're a patron, you get these right to your device. So hopefully you enjoy them and decide to sign up. Yes, I I tend to imagine in another era way we would have been like that uh that opening video for WrestleMania 17 where there's the the people just watching in the in the window out in the street. Watching us just on mm. the on the side of the road. Uh, I, I vaguely recall. Yeah, All sure. Right, let's 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 move on from uh twenty one year old references. But let us move on to the news that is happening today. Uh, unfortunate for uh, for Bola. Uh, that is Jonathan Gresham is off of the, the the tournament this weekend. He was set to take on Davy Richards in the opening round on Saturday night. In L.A., uh, but Jonathan Gresham confirming that he has come down with COVID, and that's why he was off the GCW event this past weekend uh, where he was uh, scheduled to defend the ROH championship. So we wish him a, a full and speedy recovery, but that will take him out of BOLA, uh, leaving one spot open. And as of right now, PWG has not announced a replacement. And, you know, with a sold-out show, they could certainly just do the surprise and leave the spot open. I'm sure there will be no shortage of hands in the air of people that will be willing to uh, jump into the tournament at the uh, last minute. Yeah, you know, obviously these are getting to be very common occurrences across all sports, uh, in, in especially professional wrestling. So, um you know, hopefully he makes a speedy recovery. Uh, the man is incredibly active. Um, but, you know, for, for these promotions, they are setbacks for sure. But they're also opportunities to have a bit of surprise for these shows. And hopefully PWG can deliver and maybe over deliver on, on the expectations. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, what also comes out kind of after the fact is uh, some of these people that are talking about their instances with COVID. I don't know if you saw Randy Orton's answer. Like, it sounds like he had it pretty bad for for a prolonged uh, period of time. Uh, Fightful has the transcript. He was on the Ringer Wrestling Show just talking about uh, missing seven weeks of TV uh, because his blood inflammation levels were so high and worried uh, that it could turn into uh, myocarditis. Um, and he lost 20 pounds while he was battling COVID. So, um, you know, explaining like his prolonged absence that wasn't just a, a week or two, but man, it's 
you know, after the fact, you hear these stories and it's going to be obviously varying degrees of how bad people get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, again, you know, we thankfully, like, it seems like everybody is, is making recoveries, you know, like I, I, Roman Reigns recently said he's still feeling lingering effects. So um, we hope everybody makes full recoveries, but at least we're not hearing about any severe cases yet. Uh, let's uh, continue on here. So the collective is starting to take shape for WrestleMania week in Dallas, Texas. GCW is going to be setting up shop at Fair Park, and they have started to announce uh, the shows. So on the Thursday, uh, they're going to have uh, Glory Pro, and uh, they've also announced shows for The Culture, Gringo Locos, The World on Lucha. Uh, but the big ones are the two-night spring break event uh, with Joey Janela on the signature there. So they will be going on Thursday night with Joey Janela's Spring Break 6 Part 1 and then coming back uh, late Friday night, uh, just after midnight, with the greatest clusterfuck. So this will be presumably after WrestleMania, of course, uh, for the greatest clusterfuck. What a way to... I don't know. Well, no, I think this will be late late Friday, early, like... Like twelve oh one, just after midnight. So late okay. on the the Friday night, yeah. So then it would be an hour after Rampage for most people. Yeah, I actually don't know if these are Central times or Eastern time zones that they have uh, put out here because uh, Dallas, uh, Texas is a uh, Central time, as I am, I believe, off the top of my head. Regardless, it'll be the Friday night, um, and these are obviously two of GCW's big big events of the entire year, and we will start to see the uh, the rollouts, which have become kind of part of the. The uh the unwrapping process of the match announcements and how they announce these in the weeks leading up because of course with their production they have done some stellar work over the years of announcing these matches and if they get that Will Osprey Nick Wayne match together I mean my God I think like the cinematography of all of it like maybe you have Nick Wayne in the middle of his like homeroom and the the announce the speaker goes off sending Nick Wayne to the principal's office and he thinks he's in trouble. And realizes he is being called to spring break. Wow, spring you, break begins early. Are you trying to to go after a, a, a you know a promotions job or something, John? That's I it. I wouldn't be able to put any of this together. I can only uh, think about it in my head. That's it. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, um, they they're already starting to build you know organically online by by um with that particular match. So part of the fun for any G- GCW show is to see how. These builds take place online and through their video production, of course. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, some of the early announcements uh, thus far from uh, GCW. Uh, let's actually go to the uh, the ratings notes from uh, Wednesday. Beach Break uh, came in with 1,100,000 viewers, finishing second for the night, up 7% from the week prior. This was actually, actually their most watched Dynamite going back till uh, September 29th, and... Uh, while they were not number one like last week, head to head, they were ahead of the NBA game that they they went against with the Lakers and Heat. They were only second to the late NBA game that started right after uh, beach break ended. So uh, an, another big night for for Dynamite overall, although their female viewership um, was down pretty significantly this week. Uh, 18 to 49 women down 29 percent from the week prior Uh Women 35 to 49 down 36%, uh, but they were you know boosted by their older male viewership. Uh, 50 plus was up 13.5% this week in the rating. Um, overall, though, I mean, you're, you're finishing second for the night, uh, beating the NBA head-to-head. This has been a very 
strong rollout thus far on TBS. And uh, in my rating story, actually, I looked at like the, the four weeks uh, on TBS uh, compared to the month of December on TNT. And they're up in viewership and they're really up in 18 to 49 after now that we have four weeks of TBS to look at and not just that that first big week. Yeah, they have to be ecstatic about it. I'm sure TBS is ecstatic about it. And, um, you know, let, let, let's see if they can keep that momentum up. I mean, they managed to stay above a million for the entire duration of the show this this week. And uh, I'm sure that's a wonderful sign. You know, um, people, I mean, it was a really good show, you know? I thought so too. Like they, um, you know, Brandon Thurston has really outlined the, uh, the impact of that of that lead in that they have got the Big Bang Theory, the biggest influencer in the uh, in the pro wrestling war these days. I never thought so, but here we are, the Big Bang mm-hmm. Theory, uh, adding Board a lot five. to all of mm-hmm. this. Tonight, SmackDown is in Kansas City, Missouri, at the T-Mobile Center on the eve of the Royal Rumble, and they have announced a rematch from day one with Ridge Holland teaming with Sheamus against Ricochet and Cesaro and Seth freaking Rollins heads to SmackDown to deliver a personal, not an impersonal, a personal message to Roman Reigns. Is this going to be a letter? Is he going to pass like a note to Roman? Will it maybe be a in-person text exchange? Hmm. Maybe it'll bring up his like, you know, birth certificate or something. Really get personal. Take up some of his, uh, his high school grades, report cards, perhaps. Uh, that's that's one way you could go. Uh, and then we've got Kofi Kingston and Big E against Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin and Naomi against Sonya Deville. Finally, they go one-on-one uh, tonight. Uh, do you think that they actually go through with this match with Naomi and Sonya Deville, or will they, they keep uh, evading this match? I have to imagine they're, they're, they must be aware of how tired the audience is of, of the current constant bait and switches with this particular feud. So I, I'm guessing we get at least some in-ring action that might be you know at least to the point where you might be satisfied but is it going to be a conclusion to the feud i feel like they've invested too much to just simply blow it off on a random edition of smackdown ahead of the rumble so i'm guessing we this guy at least continues into the rumble yeah yeah i think so so um yeah and it's just kind of the final kind of setup for the the royal rumble and Kind of setting everything in place. It's largely, I think they've done a pretty good job promoting this this event for for Saturday night, and we've got two hours tonight. That's followed by Rampage, that has four matches, including two championship ones. We are going to have the tag titles defended by Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy against the number one contenders, Private Party. Then uh, Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson against FTR, which was delayed a week. John Moxley against Anthony Bowens and Jade Cargill defending the TBS championship against Julia Hart. Yes, they're calling this Championship Friday with two title matches, of course. Um, you know, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, the private party are really just kind of your your challengers next in line. I'm, I, I don't think anybody's really expecting a title change, but... Uh, you know, Private Party, I feel like they've been, for the past year, ever since they've been paired up with Matt Hardy, they haven't really made too many waves and haven't really been involved in too many high-profile matchups. So I would consider this to be one of their big chances to, you know, get people talking about them again. Um, Julia Hart, we'll see what she has, you know? Like, she's she's really new to all of this. And to put her against Jade Cargill, somebody who's also really new to all of this, I think it's a big test for both of them. 
Um, you know, they do have the eye patch thing. So if they went the route of quick squash with Jade Cargill, I don't think too many of us would be um, too surprised. You know, of course, this is also Julie Hart currently working what what could be a, a bit of a transition into, um, you know, the House of Black. So that could put possibly be more of a storyline matchup rather than any sort of, you know, 10 minute uh, affair that we've seen before. All right, so let's move on to Royal Rumble. That's going to be the uh, the bulk of today's show is looking at the card for Saturday night. So uh, where, where's kind of your, your hype level right now for the Royal Rumble compared to past years? The Rumble is obviously going to come with uh, a lot of interest right out of the gate, just from the, the lineage and setting up a lot of your directions for WrestleMania. How have they done thus far in 2022? How have they done? Well, I'll say on paper, I think the two championship matches are you know uh interesting like they're 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 certainly above the average of your um premium live event pay-per-view this does feel something worthy of a of a stadium i suppose you know in brock lesnar versus bobby lashley who i think for a lot of people myself included um is a match that we've wanted to see a, a long long time we've never had before it's fresh roman reigns versus seth rollins we've seen it before but we haven't really seen it in this current iteration um Roman is a very hot, you know, uh, star uh, at the moment in the company, and and I think that match feels big. But for me, the the draw, and I think for most people, will will be the rumbles, rumble matches themselves. They always tend to be entertaining. There there tends to be you know at least some level of surprise that is satisfying. Um, so even build aside, John, I think on paper it it it's an exciting, interesting card. I think that honestly, I think there's a lot more interest than most years in the title matches. Like typically the rumble is kind of, you know, somewhat throwaway with, with the championship programs, but I don't think that is the case this year. Lesnar and Lashley feels like a big match and it's promoted as a big match. They've done a great job with that. Reigns and Rollins. I haven't really felt the build, but I think it's going to be a tremendous match. I think everyone, I I think that the change of putting the belt onto Lesnar has opened up all of these different opportunities of whether they are going to take the belt off one or the other. If you end up, both of them come out with the titles uh, out of the weekend, which would be an interesting change. And then you've got the rumble on on top of it, the mixed tag. I think like that, that has been a nice build as well. Like I I think overall, like they've done a very good job uh, building up this rumble that I I think like there's going to be a ton of interest this, this weekend for the show. The show itself, yeah, the Rumble matches themselves, I mean, you know, we can maybe talk about who we think are the actual um, competitors, people that can actually win, and I don't think there are too many of them. So, you know, as far as, like, who who actually are challenges, challengers to look for, I don't know if there's any anybody that, that's too serious of a prospect. Well, let's go through these, okay, because I got the odds sent to me, Way. These are always the best. This is from a bet online, okay, so these I are think the I favorites. Okay, but look at you on top of things here. So the favorite, oh, these, you know what? You, why don't you read them? You have you have uh, updated ones because mine are several days old. Okay, gotcha. So for the men's rumble here, Brock Lesnar and Biggie are both tied at plus 350. So it seems like a lot of people are assuming that Lesnar will lose and then enter himself in the rumble, presumably winning it to go on to face Roman Reigns. That might be the direction. The other direction, of course, would be Biggie winning it and challenging, presumably, Bobby Lashley. So that kind of makes sense. You know, not 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 too many surprises there. Uh, AJ Styles is number three here at plus 450. Do you see him? I, I don't see that one at all. I'm surprised that one is so high. I, 
I would be very stunned if AJ Styles was winning this Rumble on, on Saturday. I mean, I'm trying to think who he would challenge if he did win. It wouldn't be Roman, um, because we can all probably assume that Roman and, and, and Lesnar are going to be paired together. So lastly, AJ, it's possible. I, I just, there's nothing that leads me to, into that direction at all. None. None. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, after that, we have Roman Reigns at plus 700. So at least, you know, um, twice as uh, likely, I would say, as, as the top two. And then Kevin Owens at plus 1,000, Drew McIntyre at plus 1,200, The Rock at twelve uh, at plus 1,400, which I think is a very long shot. Any other strange ones here? And, and nobody else really kind of has much of a chance, but let, let any other strange one. People, somebody thinking uh, – Braun Strowman we have at plus 3,300. I mean, at this point, you're just kind of throwing names out. John Cena, plus 2,500. Um, this is just kind of fun. Oh, it's yeah. still good. Uh, I mean, a lot of these. I'll say, like, um, Big E is probably a lot of... I would say, like, the 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 big picks people are going to make are Big E, one of the losers of the title match, and I would say, like, from an outside shot, Omos winning this is not going to surprise me. Um you you are going to have to have a hell of a creative way to eliminate him. Um, and the idea of this guy winning and you do the title match in Saudi Arabia as opposed to WrestleMania, um, or or you have way bigger plans for Omos, um, would, would not stun me. Would not stun me. You know, as much as I, 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 I can see them giving Omos a lot in this rumble, um, to put him in a championship match situation right now, and even if it is in Saudi Arabia and him not winning it, I, I'm not so sure. I mean, it's a, such a big test for him to to even be in a main event. We haven't even seen that yet. So, um, it, it like I, obviously I, there was a reason they 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 broke them up so quickly. Like they they clearly did it for some kind of reason. Um, and you just have to look and and for Saudi Arabia, like you you do have to come up with uh something on, on that show as well for for your t- certainly you're going to have the chamber match probably uh for sure you're going to have the chamber match but then your your championship on top of that um you know it's <laughs> it's a possibility um not not necessarily going to be the uh what what is it plus 2000 plus 2000 here yeah uh, anything is could- possible John including uh what is it uh Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Undertaker here at <laughs> okay, Stone Cold Steve wild. Austin at plus 10,000 tied with what The are, Undertaker. What are the lowest ones here? The lowest are Vince Johnny McMahon. Knoxville, Mick Foley, Montez Ford. Poor Montez Ford. He's way down here. <laughs> Shane McMahon, Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Vince McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck to them. And then the, the Women's Rumble. And we should say at this point, everybody, like we're... Some some of you guys like might not want to be spoiled. Like you might consider this to be spoilers. This is all purely speculation based off of what what news is out there. If you don't want to hear about this, feel free to turn 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 this off at this point. Uh, but for the women's rumble here, uh, the the favorite, the only one that is a a, a negative favorite here in, in in either rumble, Ronda Rousey at minus one fifty. So uh, overwhelmingly the favorite here. Bianca Belair up behind her at plus three fifty. And then following that, it's a pretty steep drop, I would say. Alexa Bliss at plus 700, and then Bailey at plus 1,000. Rhea Ripley and Asuka both also tied at plus 1,000. I mean, those, these are all all possibilities, of course, John. You know, Asuka, um, we we can maybe, you know, I guess might be a big candidate to make a return. Uh, Alexa Bliss as well. Does she make her return at the Rumble? I would say... 
if there's a reason for it. Like I, I always hate when they do big returns at the Rumble, and it's sort of just to be just to be there and then throwing out. I mean, if she's winning it, okay, it makes sense. Or to do some big angle, sure. If not, I don't think her presence is really required in this. Asuka, like, the timing is there. She's been out since July that you would think that, yeah, for sure, that this would make sense to bring her back. And they've got several, like, key women that are either hurt or have been out for a long time with with injuries that this would make sense to get them back in here. This one's loaded up with people from the past um, that are filling out a lot of these slots, but also spots left open for additional surprises. So uh, I think this is one that they're very much relying on kind of those reactions to any uh, surprises. But maybe someone else wants to share some analysis with us about what's going to happen at, at the Royal Rumble. Uh, unofficial post-wrestling Royal Rumble correspondent, Ariel Hawani. I was told I was the official correspondent. We can upgrade you to a, to official as of now because you made it here into the stream. I knew you were very busy. So I'm trying to like frame myself up here, way. I'm sorry. Like, should I go a little bit back? I'm trying to no, get on the same level as you guys. This, how about this shot right here, guys? I mean, wait a second. Just yeah, in case I, you were wondering if I'm actually oh, in St. Louis. Oh, my goodness. Look at I that. Mean, look Confirmation at that. right there. Look I'm actually going to go full screen here. Wow. I mean, beautiful. that is big, right? Shout what out to room. BT Sport. Please support BT Sport WWE. This is their room that I'm in. We're actually getting ready, guys, to talk to uh, TNA superstar AJ Styles. I'm kidding. Um, you know, I'm a big TNA fan from back in the day. But the, we're getting ready to talk to AJ Styles. Uh, so I'm here in the room and just wanted to pop in real quick. Are you uh, are you sticking around for the Rumble or is it the Helwani special in and you're out tomorrow morning? I wish, John. Honestly, I wish. Um Listen, Uncle Nick and I have been talking about a potential deal where I'm one of the surprise, you know, 30, you know what I'm saying? You know, hit the music. Uh, Hiawani comes out. Imagine I came out with Uncle Nick. How great of a spot would that be? You know what I'm talking about, of course. Um, uh, of course, of course. Yes. You and a uh, close, uh, <laughs> close personal friend. Uh, that's your, your right. Former uh, CIA I mean, what accomplice. Heat. Yes, what heat, right? What heat we would have. Uh, I think a bigger deal than Johnny Knoxville, personally. Uh, but no, I'm going to be there and. uh I'm I'm looking forward. Hopefully, we're going to be able to recreate the uh, the '92 scene where, you know, Ric Flair was backstage. I say this with a tear in my eye. You know that post match. They should do more of that, in my opinion. Rumble ends. Go to the back post match interview. Of course, that was special with Keenan and uh, Mr. Perfect. My favorite part of that moment, which I mentioned on Wednesday, was Gene Okerlund looking off to the side saying, "Put that cigarette out." Remember that? And that have you guys watched that recently? Not recently, no. but a very, mm-hmm. a very, a very iconic. In the line. interview, he go, he looks over to the side, put that cigarette out, and then I saw in an interview with him later in his life, there was no one there with a cigarette. That was just him, kind of like painting a picture of a celebratory scene backstage. Isn't that yeah, amazing? He was the best. He thinks of that. He was the best. So you're you're a perfect person to ask because I mean you're not watching every single minute of WWE in the lead up to this, but it seems like they have done a very good job promoting this Rumble. Uh, the championship matches feel more important than than a lot of years for the Rumble. And on top of that, like you have the natural interest that a Rumble provides. So what have you thought about the lead up to this and just the, the buzz that you have detected so far being in St. Louis for the show? Well, I think there's like three people walking on the streets of St. Louis. Uh, it is a very <laughs> quiet town, but uh, they are expecting a big crowd on Saturday. I have liked the buildup. I mean, Rumble, I think, is the most fun pay-per-view, even to a certain degree more so than mania, because even if like the build to the rumble isn't great or 
There aren't a ton of like sure things. It's just a fun one hour. And I love the fact that they've, you know, now introduced the women's Royal Rumble as well. But I would say the, you know, to me, it's like, all right, the Rumble, you know, is always going to be fun. How could it be boring? But it's those other matches. And I am all in on Lesnar Lashley. I would argue they should have waited till WrestleMania. There are so few firsts left in this sport, right? Because of all the content and all the house shows and all the TV. You had this match that people have been dreaming about and talking about for all these years. You literally stumble into it. If not for Roman getting COVID, you're not doing this. I felt they should have waited. Do a build where it's like, all right, they met. Lesnar wins at day one. Lashley says, oh, I finally got my hands on you, but, you know, you got off easy. Lashley wins the Rumble. Lesnar champion. And he's like, all right, now nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Here I come. And I'll see you at WrestleMania. Don't you think that would be fun? But, you know, it seems like they're going with Roman and uh, and Lesnar at Mania. So, I, But overall, I think it's been good. Dewdrop has been a nice sort of uh, Cinderella story, if you will. I actually just spoke to her. Uh, we just did an interview with her, and she's uh, very lovely. And what a great backstory as well. So the, the women's match is great. I think Seth and Roman, you know, we've seen it a bunch. But, you know, they're always good together. So, yeah, overall, uh, definitely going to be, I think, more fun than last year's in the Thunderdome. What are you anticipating uh, in terms of maybe crossover interest with all this talk of Ronda Rousey possibly making a return? Yeah, it might be the wrong guy to ask about that one. I mean, you, you talk don't have about an interview scheduled with her. Well, if she wins, I've been told that we're getting her backstage because she has requested my presence um, mm-hmm. for all the opportunities that we missed back at the end of her run in uh, in UFC. I, I, I have said it openly; it's not it's not a, a new thing. I, I, I did not think that her run in WWE was an interesting one, a successful one. It always came across as she was playing pro wrestler. And to me, the best pro wrestlers are the ones that make you feel like it is real, like this is them, right, in real life. Um, that's what was so special about, about Becky Lynch when she you know, gets the nose broken. It just felt like, holy smokes, this is real. Um, I think that that's what people loved about Kofi Kingston, about his run and all that. So maybe she comes back in a different form. I wonder what the pop is. I think Randy Orton is going to have a great pop, right, because it's in St. Louis. Um, and I had the chance to talk to him yesterday, and, and what an interesting guy he is. Um, but, yeah, the I don't know. I mean, it seems like the, the consensus is I was looking at the odds uh, with my guy GC, and it seems like she's the favorite to win. So obviously she has to show up to do so, and it seems like a Ronda versus Becky match a singles match no triple threat would be a big deal at uh, at mania but i don't know would you you guys think that the crowd will go crazy i mean the music will hit people love surprises so they'll go crazy on that alone but like did she really is her presence really missed right now i don't know maybe i'm the wrong guy to ask well the the return's certainly gonna like like that will be the big story on, on saturday night i think it will get like surprises returns they always are gonna be very big for the crowd but i am very interested to see like especially with with becky week after week in different cities if the audience somewhat like gets behind more so Becky than Rhonda. And if they have to like kind of call that, that audible between the two, because I, I could certainly see like that dynamic um, being an interesting one of where the audience sides based on, on the buildup. If that is in fact the, the destination they go. I, I will also add, uh, I like Becky Lynch more as like the badass face as opposed to the heel. I feel like it's just more natural uh, for her. So if this leads to the return of like the man, if you will, and not so much, Big time Bex. Uh, I like that iteration of her character uh, more. So um, 
because I feel like I actually feel like Ronda's a better heel than she is a face. And I think that Becky's a better face than she is a heel. So if it leads to that, then maybe I'll be on board. Any other maybe dark horse surprises? I know, Ariel, you're you're probably very much uh, you probably know a lot of things that, that that we don't know right now. But if you can maybe give some teasers about who you are predicting may make a, a surprise appearance in either the men's or the women's rumbles. Well, I appreciate that you think that I'm actually like tapped into this world because I am not at all. Um, AEW, a whole question. I mean, I could tell you the next six months of booking for AEW, but uh, as far as WWE is concerned, I mean, I like to suspend disbelief. Um, the one that I've been saying all week long, and I know it's the longest of long shots, but the one that would get me personally excited, because there aren't a lot of surprises left. You know, we, we've seen Cena come back. We've seen Brock come back, all that. If, if the lights close and the old Bray Wyatt comes back, not the Fiend, but like old school Bray Wyatt with the, the, the lamp thing and all that, wouldn't that be cool? Like, I think, I think the place would, and everyone brings out their phone. That would genuinely, I, I still feel like that's the one release over the past year that just really bothered. Like when I saw him, I, I, I was, you know, as I've told you guys, I was a little bit out of the game now, you know, following it much, much more. And uh, that, you know, like that character and the way he's been able to evolve over the years and that Cena match at WrestleMania at the beginning of the pandemic, it was a thing of art to me. It was truly amazing how that guy can't have a home right now in pro wrestling and i know some of it might be his own doing like he might be you know okay with sitting out and he's looking at other things but like man i miss that guy on tv whether it's the old bray wyatt whether it's the fiend whether it's the the tv host bray wyatt or you know what he was doing with the 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 firefly funhouse that's the one that would get me excited probably a long shot but that's the one that would make me go like wow this is awesome uh, just a few more minutes here. What have you thought being to a few of these now? They did this for SummerSlam. Obviously, there are a lot of shows this year where they're they're making Saturday night more of a priority. Oh. Um, positive, negative? What, what what do you get a sense? Because you know SummerSlam and the Rumble, like at least for ticket sales, they've done very well on on the Saturday. But do you prefer the Sunday or Saturday? It makes me wonder why they didn't do this years ago. Um, and I know there's a lot more competition on Saturday with UFC, boxing, etc. But for kids, like as a dad myself, it's a lot easier to get them to watch on Saturday. And they want to watch on Saturday. You don't have to worry about school the next day. Um, And then, you know, if you miss anything, you can watch it on Sunday. Sunday never made sense for me. And, of course, for my friends in the U.K., uh, you know, you're staying up till like 4 or 5 a.m. And it's Monday as opposed to, you know, a Saturday slash Sunday thing with, you know, UFC and boxing that they have to deal with. Um, So sign me up. I never want to see a Sunday pay-per-view. And if you do a Sunday pay-per-view then, all right, do it like the Super Bowl. Do it like at 6, right, or at 5 or at 7 so that it's not going to end super late. But to me, Saturday is fight night. Saturday feels like a big deal. And there are enough open slots, 12 to 13 a year, to where you can be strategic. Now, they have to be strategic in July, as as we discussed uh, mm-hmm. off camera with the, you know, July 2nd UFC event, July 3rd. But that's brilliant in its own right because you'll probably have some fans who want to go to both. So if you could piggyback off of that, I think that's really good. But yes, uh, Saturday, sign me up. Not a big fan of the two-day Mania thing. I, I think Mania should be one day because it makes it feel a lot more special and less watered down, even if it's a long – I'd rather – honestly, I'd rather the longest show than the two-day, if I'm being honest, because I feel like it should just be a one-off. Um, and if it was up to me, only Saturdays. And so what what do we have to look forward to? What, what is coming out through BT Sport? You've oh. spoken to Dewdrop, Randy Orton. Yes. Uh, what can we look for? 
actually just seconds ago uh my sit down with randy orton was just posted on the bt sport youtube channel so check that out it was really great uh he was very honest very um i thought reflective um self-deprecating like it, it was a really cool opportunity to talk to him because i know he doesn't do a lot of those uh so we did that uh we're going to talk to aj styles later today which will come out later um and we just spoke to a bunch of guys at their uh their media day uh Liv morgan was lovely she makes candles i don't know if you guys know this she makes her own candles and she puts crystals in the candles just as a book club which i'm going to be a part of we discussed this on oh, air wow. uh do i talked to nikki ash about her uh heel turn uh so that was interesting reggie local guy um Oh, you know, you know who might have been my favorite of the whole day? I mean, what a lovely human. I, I just want to hug this man. And he looks like a great hugger. Like, he has the build of a great hugger. Apollo Cruz. I mean, what an absolute mensch, this guy. Honestly, like, a truly lovely human being. I enjoyed – we were talking about our kids and stuff. And then, of course, I talked to him about Israel Desanya and Kamar Usman and Francis Ngannou, the African explosion in, in the UFC. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. They're all – oh, and uh, old school one that I certainly remember from uh, the early days, Shelton Benjamin. That was fun, mm-hmm. especially with the Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. He knows them both very well as well. So, yeah, it's been fun. It's it's different than obviously the stuff that I've done in MMA, but I enjoy it. And all the the performers, the wrestlers, the men and the women, they've all been super, super nice. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate you taking some time out live from St. Louis, the official post-wrestling Royal Rumble I mean, look at us, guys. correspondent. Look at us. I mean, you, you made, I look, mean, at, look at us. Wow. The, the confirmation right there. I mean, the arches right there. And let me tell you, the stuff that we're doing here at BT, no one can touch us in terms of the rights holders, all right? Fox, where are you at? We're better than all of you. You can't even hold our candle, okay? We'll give you a Liv Morgan candle, okay? Where are you at? Where, I don't even see you guys here. If I'm being honest, we flew across the pond. Well, not me personally, but the rest of my mates here, all right? So step up your game. Now I'm about to get fired. The always congenial Ariel Helwani joining us live from St. Louis. Thank you so much, Ariel. So there you go. And, and watch out for my music, number 30, Helwani, walking down that aisle. He's called See you guys. Shot. Mr. Helwani joining oh, us. Always a joy. I man. won't lie. I didn't know if I would be able to. Uh, I literally got a message from him about five minutes before we got him on. So we were I, able to patch that together so there i was like go. who there who's you. making this running into the the stream yard right now and then there, yes. there we go i just looked down and saw him there i was actually not not expecting him so that was, uh, great, that was great to have him on uh yeah he, he was he was telling me before the interview with randy orton definitely uh worth uh checking out and yeah he mentioned Dewdrop, aj styles so lots of interviews that will be coming out from bt sport and any final thoughts away on the on the rumble leading into things any of like rumors that are out there you want to uh, mention any names that are thrown out the final word yeah, is yeah i mean what what are some other names that you've been hearing john i mean i uh i think uh mike mike johnson's reported on on several uh oksana uh cameron arian andrew and uh molina uh for, for the women's match mm-hmm. um uh for, for the men's match i mean you have uh so so 20 22 out of uh 30 have been announced for the men. Twenty-one out of thirty have currently been announced for the women. So definitely a lot of spots. Any any uh, NXT uh, appearances are you from from either for either Rumble? You're yeah. Well, the the indications are that at least like Braun Breaker and Gunther are going to be in St. Louis. Whether they're on the show or in the Rumble is is a question. 
But, you know, as we've talked about, like, you kind of have to prepare for, for backups, too. Like, it's it's great to have your field of 60 people, but you you have to go into these big shows with the idea that um, anyone could could fall out and kind of having that backup. And this mm-hmm. this is a show where, I mean, it's contingent on a lot of numbers and people being available. So that's kind of how you have to go in thinking. This is kind of a more ambitious undertaking than, than most big shows when you're just talking sheer number of bodies. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, with the, the way this company operates, there's certainly no shortage of people to choose, to choose from if somebody can't make it. Um, so, you know, as far as NXT goes, can we expect a Raquel Gonzalez to perhaps make an appearance? Are there any other names that you think would be, you know, um, a, a candidate for that spot? When I look at the women's roster on NXT of like the women where it's like they're kind of at that point where it's decision time. It's Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai that I would say are those two. Now, Raquel's still involved in this program with Cora Jade, and they're they're doing the match on Tuesday and teasing the two teaming up for the Dusty Classic that doesn't start for a few weeks. So, I mean, the idea of her just doing again, we've seen cameos from mm-hmm. NXT people, and then they go right back. We've also seen like that becomes their their call up uh, on, on top of it, and sometimes they they do double duty until they they finish up as well. So. I would say those are in play, but I definitely look at Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai as sort of your your benchmarks in NXT where it's yes, they are they they've reached a level and it's sort of are they are they gonna be NXT for the foreseeable future or is it time to to make that leap? Um but as you can see, like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of star power in this women's division with names that are coming back on top of it. When you throw in Oscar, Sasha Banks will be back at some point from this injury. Um, Bailey, it's like Alexa Bliss is back in the mix. She'll have, you know, a prominent spot on, on television. And of course, Ronda Rousey. So, I mean, you, it's, it's a very kind of cluttered division now when you have kind of, you've had this, all these injuries and people being away. And now they're all going to be coming back in the, in the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. It's fun. You know, the, like I'm, I'm, I'm actually as talking, we're talking about it right now, getting a lot more excited about the rumble itself. And when you think about what the surprises and possibilities could be. So we wait to see, this will be a uh, tomorrow. Wow. 24 hours away almost. That's right. So, we will be live Saturday night. As soon as the Rumble ends, you can uh, flip on over because Double Double Ice Cap and Espresso members at postwrestlingcafe.com can watch our post show live as soon as the Rumble ends. And we will be taking calls from those patrons. And then the free version will be up early Sunday morning with Way and I reviewing the entire card and going through all of the stories coming out of Saturday's show. And as well, our Royal Rumble pool. One last push for that postwrestling.com slash rumble. The deadline is Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Free to join. Takes a couple of minutes to make all of your picks, and we will announce the points, the the winners on Monday's Rewind a Raw, which is mm-hmm. always fun to look at how people uh, fare in the different categories. And, of course, the guesses at different surprises, which are always entertaining in hindsight. Totally. Absolutely. Uh, we have a few Super Chats to get to before we get out of here, John. Let's do it. We go to John Cena, who asks, who is your pick to win the Up Next Rumble for Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern time at twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast? What, what do the odds say for you? Are you in it? I don't know. If I am in it. Yes, officially announced. Okay. I'm, as picking, of I'm picking Way. Way's going to do it. Yeah, well... um, I, I I guess I can't vote because uh, I am an active participant in the Rumble. Of course, these are oh. 
Always a lot of fun. Anytime uh, Davey from across the pond this time will be hosting the show. I believe Andrew Thompson has also been announced and maybe a lot of our usual favorites. So thank you, John Cena, for reminding us with this $5 super chat. Check that out, everybody. And Brandon from New Jersey, another ent- entrance says, it's clearly me, Cino. So I, you know, if I get the chance, you know who I'm gunning for, who I'm going to throw over that top rope first. Okay. Brandon from New Jersey. Thank you for your support. And then lastly, we got a Jamie Coe who sends a $5 super chat, super chat who says, I'm with John. Ole Moss is smart money looking at those odds. I'm willing to put some money down. Is Bianca really, really going to get SummerSlammed again? Jeez. Ole Moss, okay. Smart money with those odds? Sure. I mean, I, 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 I caution anybody to put money on a professional wrestling match, but if you're going to have your fun, why not? Sure. I always look at, like, if you're betting on this kind of stuff, you're doing it for the fun of it and not so much, uh, you know, the, don't look at it at the way of uh, money lost. It's you're, you're paying for an experience. Is that not the the philosophy you should have? Of course, the premium live experience, Sean. Yeah, I feel we should put in a warning there for uh, for gamblers out there. It's a uh, it can be a, a dark path you go down. Um, but yeah, um, with Bianca Belair, um, maybe we'll have a, a clearer sense coming out of Saturday. Not not even like like what will happen. But if you think what is the most valuable way to use Ronda Rousey on Saturday show, is it winning the rumble or just being on the show to shoot an angle? Like when she made her debut at the end showing up or just doing something untraditional than just entering the rumble and winning the rumble. Because I I think it makes almost no sense to put Ronda in the rumble if she's not winning it. And I would not disagree with that, even though you will have that negativity by some coming out of that if Rousey just comes in and tosses Bianca Belair out to win. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I, I think much of this is dependent on whether or not they have plans or Ronda Rousey has plans to appear in the Saudi Arabia show. I, you know, I, I think it's still relatively unknown. Do you want Ronda's first match back to be, you know, in, in the Saudi Arabia Elimination Chamber? I'm sure they would love it if she was, but um, I I don't know. Um, I I do. I would be very surprised if they would hold off on Ronda wrestling until WrestleMania. Not just for the fact that you know they they do have shows in between, but let, let's remember this is not someone that was like some longtime veteran before. Like she had a year of matches and she hasn't wrestled in three years. I am sure she wants. To, and you're not doing as many live events. You're doing some. But I, I would think like she herself, like it's one thing to be training behind closed doors. It's another to be in front of a crowd that I would think you would want to have her do at least a couple matches before you do a big one at, at WrestleMania. Or if it's it's uh, Saudi Arabia, which I mean, is always a possibility depending on on how many dates she is going to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, if Bianca doesn't win this week, I, I think there's going to be a bit of an uproar, but. She is a story that I I really don't see another direction for for Becky Lynch unless they do make it a three way. Um, so even if she doesn't win, I I wouldn't get too upset. But that is what people tend to do, though, is get upset. But we will see. We will see what what happens. Um, you know, you also have the story of Charlotte Flair being in the match. Uh, mm-hmm. She should only be in this match for to set up a challenger with her elimination. So it'll be interesting what they do with her, and then um. I'm just looking at the uh, the odds here of like what other uh, wild people are going to show up here. Uh, man, Summer Ray has as much of a chance of winning this as Stephanie McMahon at the bottom. Not not too much uh, not optimism much that Summer Ray is coming uh, is coming uh, to back for a big victory. 
Doesn't look like it. No, I don't know if that would be smart money at all. Sorry, sorry. Summer Rae and... Summer Rae, Stephanie McMahon, Tamina, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Casey Catanzaro, and Dana Brooke are all listed. Well, I should say they're all at the around the same level as pregnant Candice LeRae of winning this. Wow. Okay. Well, I can say Candice LeRae, 0% chance of winning this. Absolutely 0% chance of winning this. That should not, that, that would be dumb money to put down on at even at a hundred to one odds. Yeah. Wrestling betting odds are, I have, I don't know. They're, they're, they're a like fun the real game. world does not apply to these circumstances. So anyway, yeah, okay. Um, all right. That's going to wrap things up. We have chatted a lot about uh, the rumble. So again, we're live Saturday night immediately after the show, double, double ice cap and espresso members of the post wrestling cafe. Thank you to BT sports own Ariel Hawani as our post wrestling Royal rumble correspondent joining us live from St. Louis. That is it for us. And we will speak with you tonight on rewind to SmackDown 1115 Eastern all patrons taking your calls with plenty to chat about. 